sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Psalm 107 verse 20 The message you're about to hear is a straightforward, down-to-earth and insightful teaching by Lady Reverend Adelaide Heward Mills. Lady Reverend Adelaide serves under her husband, Bishop Dag Heward Mills, as a pastor at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Lady Reverend Adelaide is a handmaiden of God and is privileged to have been used by God to pastor and to speak the word of God, both nationally and internationally, to all ages and gender. She has a plethora of messages on many issues, experiences and situations of life from God's perspective. Get ready to be transformed as you listen to this message by God's anointed handmaiden, Lady Reverend Adelaide Heward Mills. Mommy's in the house. Our mommy's in the house. Our mommy's in the house. Let's welcome Lady Reverend Adelaide Heward Mills. One, two, three, go. And you may take your seats. Well, this evening I'm going to be very brief. But it is necessary that we hear the word of God. Amen. Now, shall we bow our heads for a short word of prayer, please? Order, we are praying. Stop moving around. Stand where you are. We are praying. Shall we pray? Father, thank you for translating us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of your dear son. Thank you for coming to live in us 
so that we have light and the darkness in our lives have been taken away. Jesus, you are the light of the world. We pray that we will also shine. We will shine the gospel. We will shine Jesus. We will shine the Holy Spirit. We will shine good things wherever we go because you live in us. This evening, speak to us and let your word fall on good soil. And let your word make us strong and more like you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for the anointing. And thank you for answered prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Very soon, First Fire 2018 will come to a close. We want to thank God for his faithfulness. Amen. It is God who gives us breath. It is God who gives us life. It is God who covers us with his wings and with his blood and delivers us from evil and made our meetings possible. And it is God who has brought us to this point. I want you to give a resounding clap offering unto Jehovah God. It is he who has done all things well. Those at the back, can I hear you clap? Those on my left, can I hear you clap? Those on my right, give Jesus a hand clap. Those in the middle, why are you so dull? Give Jesus a hand clap. Hallelujah. So we thank the Lord. We also want to thank Bishop Doug for thinking about us and instituting a thing called First Fire. We would not have thought about it or we hadn't thought about it. But it's Bishop Doug's vision. And then he called Auntie Mami and said, have a convention for the young people up to White Church. It is called First Fire. And let them catch the fire of the gospel. So we want to thank God for our presiding bishop, Bishop Doug Heward Mills. Amen. I also want to thank all our saved pastors, our saved teachers, our saved helpers for their patience and for looking after us and bringing us even to these grounds. We want to also thank God for their lives. I want you to say, God bless my saved teacher. Again. Amen. And I know that as we have spent time in God's presence, God will also bless you. You will not leave here empty-handed. Amen. So tonight, or this evening, I'm going to be very brief. I see a lot of movements at the back. Um, I'm in a real exodus. What is happening? Have people just arrived or something? Movement at the back. Seize now. Pastor Danny, I need you on stage. Where is he? Why is there so much movement at the back? 
Please, the teachers should also help us. Amen. Well, yesterday, we learned that from Matthew chapter 4, verse 16, we learned that the people that sit in darkness have seen a great light. Do you remember? So when you sit in darkness, God sends his light, which is the word of God, to you. Because darkness represents Satan. Darkness represents demons. Darkness represents hell. And if you don't have light in your life, you are destined for hell. And in hell, there's no light. Everything is darkness. Because the light of this world is Jesus. So if you don't have Jesus, you are living in darkness. But God sent Christ into our lives. So Jesus said in John 1, verse 5, I am the light of the world. And the Bible says in verse 5, the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness does not overcome it. Do you remember that? So when there's light in you, you are stronger than any darkness that may come against you. You are stronger than any darkness that any demon will bring your way. Because when light comes on, darkness is dispelled. Amen. But when you receive that light, God expects you to shine. Amen. So the Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Amen. So our lights are supposed to shine so that the name of the Lord will be glorified and not be shamed. Amen. And the more light you accept into your life, the brighter your light shines. So Jesus said in John 1 that, I am the light of this world. And he also said that in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And when you read Psalm 119, verse 105, the Bible says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen. So the way in which light can continue to shine in your lives after you've given your life to Christ is to allow the word of God into your life and to allow the word of God to influence you. Amen? And the word of God is supposed to influence us all the days of our lives. Some of us, the word of God used to influence you when you were in primary school. But when you got to JHS, you fell among bad company. Therefore, your light is dark. And some of us, especially SHS, when we get there, we feel we have arrived. Because usually we are in boarding school. Mommy is not there. Daddy is not there. And we are not in our bedrooms like at home. And so we begin to make bad friends who are darkness. And the Bible says no matter how good you are, the kind of friend you have can cause your light to be snuffed out. 
The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts, destroys good morals. So you may be very good. You may be a bright shining light. But as soon as you are in bad company, your life will change. But from today, you are being delivered from every form of bad company. When you stand for Jesus, you don't need to put an advertisement or a big billboard like this. That I now can't walk with you. But as you walk in the light, you will see that your friends and your company that are in darkness, they, are, they don't find you interesting anymore. And they find you boring. And when it becomes like that, you are delivered from bad company. Amen. Yesterday, we also looked at an example in the Bible of somebody whose light shone. And that person was Joseph. The Bible says that even when he was in his master's house in Egypt, the master saw that the Lord was with him. What the master saw was the light. His light was shining. Even though he was in Egypt, even though nobody knew him, even though everybody in Egypt did not know about Joseph's God, Joseph did not change because his environment changed. You too, may people see that the Lord is with you, that you are a child who is different. When you are shining the light, you don't go to bad spots on the internet. You don't join bad WhatsApp groups. Yesterday, during the question and answer, somebody wrote, my classmates have formed a WhatsApp group where they show pornography. Lady Reverend, what should I do? My best friend is part of it, and she's popular in the class. And she has told everybody not to talk to me because I'm, I've, I'm not part of that WhatsApp group. Beloved, when you say you are a Christian, it means that Christ comes first. Not your friends, not your popularity, not who likes you and who doesn't, but you have chosen Jesus. And like Joseph, you may sometimes suffer for what you have chosen and for what you believe. But that makes your light shine brighter. We saw that the Bible said that you may shine as lights in a crooked and perverse generation. Amen. Light becomes brighter in darkness. The world is a dark place. And the Bible says, there's a way that seems right. You see, sometimes you look and you think, oh, my unbeliever friends are really having a nice time. My unbeliever friends don't have any God to answer to. But it is a deception from the enemy. When you see them later, you will be glad that you chose God. Amen, somebody. Many years ago, or maybe not so many, I went down, when Malcolm was just down here, I was going to look for a few items. Before I could enter the shop, I met a lady who was my 
university mate, not my year mate. She was a year ahead of me. And I knew that she had divorced her husband, who was also in Legon with us. So I said to her, I hear you are now a born-again Christian. So why don't you go back and marry this man because he was your husband and then pray to God and believe God to bring him to Christ? Then she said, what I have to say, I have to stand aside with you because people are using the entrance. So she took me to the side and she said, you were serving God when you came to the university. And you preached to us. I wish we had listened. And she said, today, I got married. I'm now divorced. But I was married for 15 years. And for all the 15 years, I tried hard. And I couldn't have a baby. Because I had destroyed my womb and my whole reproductive system when we were in Lagoon. Now, when I was in Lagoon, I didn't know that all these things were happening. So she said to me, if the dustbins in Volta Hall, Volta Hall used to be the only girls' hall in the university. So she was telling me, if the dustbins in Volta Hall could cry out, a number of the babies I threw out there would cry out. I was so shocked because... I didn't even know that any such thing was happening on campus. How come I didn't know? Because God delivered me from darkness. And by his grace and his word, he caused me to walk in the light. So I didn't know what was pertaining in the world of darkness. But this lady opened my eyes and she said, we should have listened to the gospel. We should have accepted the light, but we loved, we loved darkness more than light. And today, today, yes, I'm born again. I work in the ministry, but there are things that I cannot take back or get back. The years have gone by. May that not be your story. May you not turn your back on Christ and one day sing wasted years. That's a song we used to sing in SU. Wasted years, wasted years. Oh, how foolish. As you walked on in the darkness and sin. Turn around, turn around. Christ is calling. He's calling you from a life. Of wasted years. When you find Christ early as a child, you have not lost anything. You have gained so much. When you say yes to Jesus as a child, God places his hand on you. And God unravels his plan for your life. The Bible says about Timothy, from a child, thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. So from child, from a child like you, begin to go into the Holy Scriptures. 
Begin to be interested in the Holy Scriptures. Begin to be interested in the Bible. Begin to be interested in quiet time. Begin to be interested in podcasts. Begin to be interested in Christian music. And when you fill your life with all this, there will not be enough room for foolishness on the internet, foolishness on Instagram, foolishness on Snapchat, foolishness on Telegram, foolishness on WhatsApp, foolishness on chat groups, because the Lord will deliver you. Amen. So I pray that after this conference, this little light of yours, you are the one who is going to make it shine. Amen. Yesterday, somebody asked me during the question and answer time, Lady Reverend, how do I have my quiet time? And I wasn't able to answer it very well. But when I went home, the Holy Spirit was telling me, Yes, a lot of you in our church, you are taught to have quiet time, but not everybody knows it. So how do you have a quiet time? From the name, quiet. It means you look for a quiet spot. Amen? Where it's only between you and God. And you go into that place with your Bible. And when you are there, you don't Snapchat and WhatsApp your friends because you are in the presence of God and you have to show some respect. Amen? When you get there, you pray, open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things out of your holy law. The Holy Spirit is in you when you are a child of God. And the Holy Spirit is our teacher. So it teaches us the word of God. Now usually you should have a devotional because that devotional guides you where in the Bible to read and then it makes a comment. By the grace of God, Bishop Doug has written a devotional. Isn't it? Daily solutions. Daily solutions. So you open your devotional. And if, for example, the verse there is 1 Corinthians 15 verse 33. You turn your Bible and you read it. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Then you read the devotional to guide you about that verse. It is likely, for instance, to say, do not be deceived. What does it mean? It means don't lie to yourself. Don't allow yourself to believe a lie. Don't allow yourself to think you are wiser than God. And then it continues. Bad company corrupts good morals. What is company? Company is what you spend your time with. Company is something that you, you hang out with. Company is something. So sometimes company is not always human beings. Company can be the internet. Amen? Company can be a stranger on your chat group. It's all company. Sometimes your parents don't know the person. But you have a bad company on your phone. Amen? So the Bible is telling you it corrupts good morals. Then you go and look at your devotional. It will talk about that verse. Then you ask yourself, how does this verse apply to me? Holy Spirit, show me. 
and the Holy Spirit will start to tell you, bad company, look at your life, that girl, that boy, that's your friend you met in church who is showing you bad things. It's all bad company. And no matter how good you are, it will destroy your morals. So after that, when the Holy Spirit has shown you and taught you, then you go to prayer again and said, Lord, I have read about this verse. I pray for strength to say no to bad company and to say yes to righteous people. People who walk in God's word. Give me strength, Lord. And then you learn the verse. You meditate on it. You say it over and over to yourself. What I do is I put my name in the verse. I say, mommy, any bad company in your life will corrupt any good morals you have. So I start to pray and I ask the Holy Spirit for strength. And then I think about it. So as I'm going to school this morning, how will this verse be practical in my life? And then I start to target the people, this person, this person, even as an adult, I also have to be careful not to have bad company. Amen? Because sometimes even people are pastors, but they can give you bad advice and they can be bad company. Amen. So when you have done that, you go out armed with the word of God. Your light is shining. And when you get to school, you feel a certain supernatural strength to live for Jesus. And in that way, you are building yourself up. How many of you eat three times a day? Put up your hands. You eat breakfast, you eat lunch, you eat dinner. How many of you eat every day? Every day you eat something. Put up your hand. Put your hands down. How many of you can say that you feed your spirit with the Bible every day? Fewer hands or none at all. So what it means is that you feed this body that will be buried and eaten by worms. Three whole meals and you starve your spirit man and give your spirit man one cold snack once a month. Turn to the person next to you and say, your spirit man has kwashioko. Because you don't give it spiritual food. But from today, I want to see your spirit man putting on weight. I want to see your spirit man growing properly. I want to see your spirit man become macho. I want your spirit man to have six pack. So that when Satan comes, your macho spirit man will knock him down with the word of God. Put your hands together for Jesus, somebody. Say to the person next to you, next year by now, 
I want to see a macho man sitting by me. Feed your spirit man. Let your spirit man eat the word of God. And you will be strong to face every temptation. And your light will shine in a dark world. Amen. Tell your neighbor next year by this time. I am not expecting Kwashioko. I am not expecting Kwashioko. I am expecting a full grown spirit man. Amen. So we are going to feed our spirits. There's never a time when you stop feeding your spirit. Whether you are a bishop, whether you are lady reverend, whether you are the pope, your spirit man still needs food to grow. And that food is the word of God. I still have to have my quiet time. No matter how anointed or how much God uses me, my spirit man grows weak. When I don't eat spiritually properly, you can never break God's word because God's word has been there from the beginning. Amen. In conclusion, I said that I would talk just a wee bit about backsliding. Amen. So I just want to mention one principal cause of backsliding. It's from Bishop Dag's book, Backsliding. It's good to invest in books, not to just put it on your shelf, but to read it and allow it to make a difference in your life. Amen. Luke chapter 8, verse 13. Yesterday, the quiz centered around this parable where Jesus talked about a sower who went out to sow some of the seed fell on stony ground and then the birds of the air came and took it away. Another one fell among thorns and it was choked. And some fell on the path where men were just trodding it over. And then Jesus came and explained the parable. So in Luke 8 verse 13, he said, These have no roots, which for a while believe. But after, when persecutions and offenses arise, they wither because they have no root in themselves. Amen. The parable of the sower gives various reasons why some of the seeds could not grow. Some seeds could not grow. Because they fell on rocky soil. Okay, Jesus explained that these are the ones who receive the word of God with joy. So a lot of us, we receive the word of God with joy. Preach it, Lady Reverend. Amen, Lady Reverend. Oh, preach, it's the word. You are a teacher. What a teacher. What a prophet. 
That is when you receive the word with joy. It's good, but that's only stage one. And even believe for a while. They believe the word of God for a while. They believe it in primary. After JHS, they don't believe anymore. They believe it in SHS. After SHS, they go to UD, they don't believe it anymore. They believe it in uni. After marriage, they don't believe it anymore. These are the ones that fall on stony ground. They have no root in themselves. A time of testing will surely come for every Christian. If you are shallow in the time of testing, you will fall. Through experience, I've noticed that many Christians do not have deep roots. They do not know God for themselves. They cannot even explain why they do the things they do. They don't know why they belong to a particular church. They do not know why they speak in tongues. They do not even know why they give offerings. When they face a little criticism, they get confused and have no defense. Having no personal experience with God, these are the people who can never say, the Bible says, or God spoke to me. They have no conviction of their own. You must know why you are serving the Lord. Not because of your friend, but you yourself must know. And so, your father, your mother, your closest friend should not be able to change your mind. Many Christians who are not rooted in sound biblical doctrine can easily be persuaded to follow stories. Some born-again believers fall away because they don't know the difference between the true gospel and the beliefs of other sects. Amen. So it brings us back to the same thing. The word of God is light. Amen. One day when I was young, my mother fell ill. And somebody recommended a certain prophet to her. I was quite young. So I didn't know she had gone to see the prophet or somebody had brought the prophet to my house. So when the prophet came, my mother called me. I was upstairs. So when I came, my mother said to the prophet, oh, this is my little girl I was telling you about. And uh, my mother said, oh, this is the prophet. Because I've not been feeling so well lately, somebody recommended and brought him. So he's coming to stay in this house. So I said, really? My dad had just come in too. So I said, why is he staying in this house? Then the prophet said, oh, because if I stay here, I'll be able to ward off all the demons and all the things that can affect her. And then he said, oh, I've given her some psalms to read. So I asked my mother, what psalms have you been given? My mother said, Psalm 35 and some other psalms. And he said, I should go and look for a particular coin. And when I read that psalm, then I'll turn around and throw that coin. And then I'll be delivered. So I said, with all due respect, Monsieur Prophet, the presence of God is in this house. Because Jesus said, 
I will never leave you nor forsake you. So Jesus is here even before you came. And when Jesus was going to heal Jairus' daughter, he sent his word before he physically got there. So, Monsieur Prophet, I think you will not spend the night here tonight. You will leave. The Bible says he gives his angels charge concerning us. The angels are going to be on assignment. So you are an adult, but with all due respect, the angels encamp round about us and they deliver us. So we don't need your presence in this house. Then he turned and asked my mother, this your daughter, does she belong to those people called scripture union? And my mother said, yes. And he said, as for those people, I don't flow with them at all. The light of the gospel delivered us. And then I, subsequently I gave my mother a book that Bishop Dag had given me. Brother Dag at the time. It was by Kenneth Hagen about healing. And so a few days later, I was downstairs cooking. When my dad was shouting, Mommy, come, come, come. My dad had just come from work. I just came from work. Your mother is crying. And she says that God has healed her. If God has healed her, why is she crying? So come and ask her. Because when I'm asking her, she's just crying. So I stopped whatever I was doing, came up. And I sat by my mother on the bed and I said, So why are you crying? She said, Because as I read the scripture, it said that by his stripes... I was healed. And when I just said it, something just left my leg. And I'm just healed. I'm well by the grace of God. My mother was older. My father was older. But the light of the gospel in me made them call me to explain deep questions to them. Amen. And my mother said, I feel so bad. That God could just heal me like this. And I was going to bring a prophet to this house. Please pray for me. That God will have mercy on me. And I said if you will confess your sins. He's faithful and just to forgive you. And to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. It doesn't matter your age beloved. Once you carry the presence of God and the word of God. You can do exploits. When you are in school and you are home. Somebody says my leg. My back. Your mother says, we don't have money. We don't know how we'll live today. You say, mommy, the Bible says, the just shall live by faith. The Bible says in Matthew 6, that if you who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your heavenly father not give you the things you ask for? Based on that scripture, mommy, I want us to stand on that scripture and believe God. And you will see God come to do great things in your life. Your little light must shine. Your little light of the word must shine. When you have a solution, a, a problem, the first thing that should come to your mind as a solution is God, not your uncle, not your father, not a human being, but God. Learn to be intimate with him. Learn to have roots in Jehovah. And this little light of yours will shine everywhere you go. God bless you. And on that note, we declare...
Or not yet, Pastor Danny? Pardon? And we have to, hey, not yet, thank you. Okay, so I want you to carry this word with you. And I want you to do battle with the word. Spend time in the word of God. There are few copies of daily solutions being sold here. This, on, on this left-hand side, my left-hand side. They say that it's 20 CDs. But for our sakes, they have reduced it to 15 CDs. The bookshop. So, get it now. If you can't get it now, ask mommy, daddy. Save and get it and use it and have a Bible. When you have your Bible on your phone, don't be distracted. When you are reading your Bible, you see a, a, a message is falling, then you stop and you go there. We all have those temptations, but we have to overcome it. Amen. So God bless you. And this little light of yours is going to shine. Stand to your feet. Lord, the light of your life is shining in the mist. Hurry up, hurry up. Darkness shining. Jesus, light of the world, upon us, set us free by the truth. You now bring us shine on me, shine on me, shine, Jesus, shine, fill this land with the Father's
You want to say, Lady Reverend, pray for me. I need to get my life straight with God. I need to give my life to Christ. I need to be serious in my work. Lady Reverend, I need prayer. If you are like that this evening, forget about who is on your left. You're right. It's not about being popular. Let your hands go right high up above your head. Wherever you are standing. And I'll pray for you. Jesus is standing at the door of your heart. And he's knocking. If you will open, he will come in. Samuel was brought as a child to the house of God. You too can come to Jesus. No matter your age. God bless you. I see your hands. God bless you. I see your hands. If you've lifted up your hands, do one more thing for me. Come forward. Come. Come. Give me the privilege of praying for you. Come. Encourage them as they are coming. Christ at the age of nine and God has not disappointed me so God will take care of you you want to say this prayer after me and make it your prayer dear Jesus, dear Jesus this, evening, this evening I come to you, come to you just, as I am. just as I am Jesus, Jesus I, am a sinner, I am a sinner and I do so many bad things but this evening, I have come to you. Wash me in your blood and make me white as snow. Jesus, come and live in my heart and become the Lord and the master of my life. From today, I will not be my own master. I will not be my 
But Jesus, your word, and Jesus will be my Lord and my master. Thank you for dying on the cross to save me from my sins. Thank you for rising from the dead to give me eternal life. And thank you that by this prayer, you have come to live in me. And I have become a child of God. And the light has come into me. Jesus, protect me from evil. And from Satan. And from Satan. And help me, and help me to live for you. To live for you. Always. Always. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. It was great having you today. To find out more about the resources available by Adelaide Hewitt Mills, please visit the Vision Bookshop at the Kodesh, North Kaneshi. Or meet her on Facebook at Reverend Mrs. Adelaide Hewitt Mills. For prayer and counseling, please call 0243-187-900. You can also drop us an email at honeyonmylips at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, God richly bless you.